On today's episode of the Castle Crew Podcast, I get to share my super fun, fantastic experience going to Disneyland. I'm excited. Plus, we're also going to talk about our thoughts on Genie Plus. Is it worth it, Kaylee? Oh, I don't know. My name's Connor. And I'm Kaylee. And welcome to the Castle Crew Podcast, your favorite podcast that's all about the Disney theme parks. So, as we mentioned, Connor just recently went to Disneyland without me, I may add, which is really unfortunate. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm excited to hear about his trip, and I hope that you guys are too. So, let's go over to Connor and see how it was. Oh my God. It was lots of fun. Um, for those uh, that aren't following closely on my vacation experiences, um, I did go with Kaylee, my partner, and her partner back in um oh my god october right (laughs) yes it was in october and um so you know it wasn't too long ago you know normally in the past i i go i try to go like once a year or so and it just so happens that um you know it was only a couple of months between um our trip in october and this trip but it was still super fun And I ended up going with my partner and two of my friends. And so it was, and that that was the first time that they have actually been to Disneyland. Um, And so- Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they've been to Disney World, but not Disneyland. And so I was really excited um, to kind of, you know, show them uh, what Disneyland is like and the differences and, and see it, you know, from their kind of vantage point and whatnot. And so I will say it was lots of fun being with them. Yeah, I always like seeing like the first time experience. It was fun being the first timer, but it's good to see other people experience something that you've already experienced and seeing it through their eyes for the first time. Definitely. It was kind of, um, you know, I you were kind of different because you your first Disney Parks experience was Disneyland. And so, um, you know, and then you went to Disney World, um, yeah. whereas uh, with myself um, and also these guys, they had been to Disney World first. And so it's always just so funny. You know, I remember as we were kind of walking into the park for the first time um, and you know, we're turning that corner onto Main Street where you can actually see the castle. Yeah, uh, seeing their reaction to how small it is <laughs> was just awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a baby castle compared to Disney World. Yeah, definitely. But anyways, let me backtrack a little. Um, so we were there for three days uh, total. The first day it was just my partner and I because my friends they were going to a baseball game, and so. Uh, we Ooh. ended up getting into the park um, around like 9, 9.30 a.m., so still pretty early. Um, yeah. But um, each of the three days, we began in Disneyland. Um, honestly, if I could go back, I'd probably change that, so that way at least one of the days we would have done DCA first. There are certain rides at DCA that I think I would have rope dropped. Um, mm. So, yeah, if you could go back, you'd probably change that to just one day or... Yeah, probably just one day. So maybe um, the last day we began in DCA or something, or maybe the day for Spencer and I, since we've, you know, already experienced um, Disneyland before. I think um, our friends were just a little skeptical of 
DCA in general because they knew very little about it and yeah. thought that Disneyland would be enough and they wouldn't have an interest. Um, oh. Spoiler alert, they ended up loving DCA a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> DCA is amazing. Especially because there was also the food and wine festival happening at DCA at the time. Yes. Um, for those that don't know about that, I actually had no idea until I was there. Um, oh. The Food and Wine Festival is actually something that's quite similar to Epcot. Just obviously they don't have, um, uh, you know, designated, um, you know, predetermined uh, uh, pavilions like Epcot has in the World Showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did have various... Um, Kind of, they looked like um, food trucks basically throughout the park um, or quick service stations. And, um, you know, you could go there and and they had different kinds of food. I think the way that Disney kind of advertises this uh, is a culinary de- delights with a Disney twist. Um, yeah. So it, it isn't necessarily world food. Uh, you know, focused foods yeah, like Epcot yeah. is, but it still is a variety of delicious food. So on the first day, like I had mentioned, it was just my partner and I, we went to the parks um, and we, since we knew that we were going to be in the parks for two additional days um, with our friends, we kind of took the first day as a very slow paced day. Good. For the entirety of our trip, we actually had Genie Plus, uh, which is not something I normally would think about getting, but um, our friends had actually purchased their tickets first and ended up getting Genie Plus. And so, you know, I didn't want to be in a situation where they were going on rides that we couldn't go on or vice versa or whatever. And so we ended up just getting Genie Plus as well and had it for our first day too. Um, So we kind of took advantage of that um, for our first day, which allowed us to kind of make sure we could go on the rides that we wanted to while still having a slow paced day. Uh, We ended up deciding to um, take a midday break, which is something we often do um, when we're going on trips to Disneyland or Disney World, is we'll, you know, midday end up going back to the hotel just to kind of relax and refresh ourselves and that kind of stuff. And uh, we actually, we were staying on property at the Disneyland Hotel, uh, which was, you know, is awesome. We actually, Kaylee, uh, when we went back in October, we stayed there. You're a fan of that hotel, right? Oh gosh, it's so nice. And the extra half hour that you get in the morning is super beneficial. So if you do have a chance to stay on property, I would recommend. The rooms are nice, they're small, um, but the walk is probably 10 minutes max. And again, the perk of going into the park a half hour early is crucial for getting everything that you want done in a day. Yeah, definitely. And I think we're, we're going to have a separate episode where we kind of talk about those kind of perks and everything. But I completely agree. Um, in addition to being close to the actual parks, you get those additional perks such as, you know, early theme park uh, entry. So highly recommend Disneyland Hotel um, in general for those reasons. Um, but anyways, at the second half of day one, I ended up um, going back to the parks by myself and um, decided uh, because it was around sunset, I thought it would be a great opportunity to actually bring in my um, DSLR camera, which I had brought on the trip for the intention of taking photos at um, Joshua Tree National Park. But decided, oh, you know what? It might be fun, you know, bringing it into the parks and just going with the intention of, of taking some beautiful photos. 
Yeah, um, I'm excited for you to post those on our Instagram. I hope they are coming soon. Absolutely, yes. Um, and can you remind the audience what our Instagram is? It is at Castle Crew Podcast. That's right. Um, so I'll be posting the photos that I've taken um, over the next week or so. If you aren't following us already, go ahead and give us a follow because you're going to see some beautiful photos that I've taken on this trip as well as, you know, that's also where we post some exclusive content, some exclusive memes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And TikToks. Yes, yes. So, you know, it's a joy to follow us. Go ahead and, and just hit the follow button. We'd really appreciate it. All right, so let's talk about day two. This is the um, start of the trip that um, my friends actually were there for. And so with this being their first time experiencing Disneyland, as we talked about a moment ago, I knew how important going and um utilizing early theme park entry thanks to us staying on property would be and so i made it a point i said guys i'm sorry but we're gonna have to wake up early um and you know make it so that way we are getting into the parks by 7 30 a.m so that way we can take advantage of early theme park entry and so yeah yeah. they weren't thrilled about waking up at what like (laughs) you know 6 a.m um 5 45 a.m whatever it was but, you know, we, we made it work. <laughs> good, good. It's totally worth it. It is, yeah. You you hit yourself for a few moments when the alarm goes off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, you know, when you're actually in line and looking at the parks and everything, like, you, you end up being okay about it. <laughs> yeah, it's exhilarating, too. And I don't know if I'm the only one who gets all excited about, like, everybody standing around the castle waiting for the ropes to move. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. find it exciting. No, for sure. Completely agree. Unfortunately, during this trip, the uh, Matterhorn was closed for refurbishment, so we didn't get to experience that, which I think they were originally excited to to try to do. (laughs) I'm sure you who has been on the ride is not sad about that. Yeah, I told them that. I'm like, you know, I understand you guys wanted to go on that. That's a different yeah. ride for you. But uh, my back, and I'm sure your back, is appreciative of the fact that <laughs> oh, yeah. we couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I did it a few times in my lifetime and I'm over it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for those of you that haven't been on the Matterhorn, um, it's a bobsled style ride, a roller coaster ride. Um, it's on a steel track, but it was it was um built so long ago it was one of it wasn't one of the original um rides when disneyland first opened but it within the first decade i believe and um unfortunately back then there just weren't the standards uh, with roller coasters as there are today in terms of the architecture the the grade of the turns and that kind of stuff and so um with the way that it was built uh, it is just such a rough ride um, when you're actually going down the tracks and the turns. Like you, you feel yeah. like you need a chiropractic adjustment after. Pain. That. Yeah, you, you feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and definitely fun for like the laughs, but. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Don't get me wrong. Like it is fun, and I like honestly, it's a quite a long ride for for what it is. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, so there are certainly reasons to enjoy the ride, um, including the fact that you're like in complete darkness at one point and, um, you go outside and inside (laughs) and up and down and like, it it is fun. I would like, if the ride was actually comfortable, I would go on it like a lot more and it would be so high on my, on my list. Yeah, for sure. If it was comfortable, I'd ride it every single day that I was in the parks, but it is very painful (laughs) it just jerks you around a lot and since it's like a whole metal bobsled type deal it just like hurts (laughs) all around it does yeah it does um anyways (laughs) uh so we managed to go on a couple of rides we had um uh genie plus like i had mentioned and i'll tell you actually about my experience um with genie plus when we talk about it being worth it or not towards the end of the show but um you know i will say i wasn't completely happy with it at least to start um we had some some there were some bumps in the road friction points yeah that i wasn't expecting um and so anyways we happened to go on um you know with with having early theme park entry um and uh lightning lane we managed to go on all the major rides that we wanted to by like 10 or 11 a.m yeah, that's good. That's the plus with Genie Plus. <laughs> um, well, that I'm and sure the early theme park downsides. Entry. Yes, that too. Yep. So, um, you know, highly recommend that again. <laughs> Just throw that out there. Um, and so, you know, we ended up staying at the park for uh, most of of the day. I think we went back um, to our hotel room mid afternoon or so. Um, and then we ended up going to DCA um, for the evening. I think Disneyland was hosting some kind of event that we didn't have tickets for. And so the park was closing early that yeah. day. And we had dinner reservations um, at DCA anyways for, for the second day. And so it kind of worked yeah. out perfectly that we were able to, to kind of work it out schedule-wise that way. Good. And how was DCA? DCA was lots of fun. Uh, this was um, my friend's first experience um, with that park, and uh, they loved um, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. It should have been Tower of Terror, but it's still really fun. It is, yeah. They they actually, I think that was their favorite ride in DCA. Um, we went on it a couple of times, and so... Um, I, I think they just really enjoyed it and it was so funny the we you know when when we went on um again we kind of sat differently than we did the first time and so I was sitting next to one of the friends and he would not stop giggling the entire time <laughs> during the that. ride yeah it, it was is so fun it is it is um and you know super fun seeing how they experienced the ride and everything and how did they feel about Incredicoaster, the best ride at DCA? <laughs> so actually, this was very weird. Uh, we actually had lots of rides that were down throughout yeah. our um, experience at the parks. In fact, um, you know, I'll mention this in a moment, but day three was there were uh, tons of rides down. I don't know what was going on. Um, That's weird. So that was day two. Day three, we were all kind of feeling pretty tired after getting up early the last couple of days. And so we didn't get into the parks until about 8.30 or so, which (gasps) uh, 
I know. <laughs> no rope drop? No, no rope drop. We wanted to sleep in a little bit more for for that day. No, <laughs> sleep is for the week. Sleep is for when you're back. Oh, trust me, I completely agree, but... I, you know, I can't make all the decisions, unfortunately. So they wanted to sleep in, and that's fine. Uh, it was Ooh. a little bit more crowded that day, probably because it was a Friday. Um, yeah, and so that makes sense. It, yeah, it, it wasn't as light crowded as the um, our previous day. And also it could have been the fact that we, you know, ended up going in later. And so we were yeah. seeing crowds that we weren't necessarily seeing when we were already in the park. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so we had a pretty good experience overall. We, I think it ended up going to DCA by about midday. Um, I think this might be different from Disney World, but Disneyland actually allows you to park hop starting at 11 a.m. Um, I want to say that Disney World is 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. It's 2 p.m., I believe. Yeah, but it's so late. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so it was just interesting, you know, going to park hop only a few hours after entering the first park, but that was really nice. And so we went there, um, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, we um, were stopping at various um, places for the food and wine festival. So that was really nice. And I'll talk about standout food in a moment. Um, but it was, um, you know, we ended up doing that. We went back to our hotel to kind of relax for a little bit more. And then uh, we, ended our day um going back to disneyland because the park was open till midnight so we figured uh even though our flights were super early the next day (laughs) we we were like you know what let's just you know go back to disneyland and stay as late as we can and um so we um we did that but unfortunately a lot of the rides were down at Disneyland. I, I don't know what happened what the issue was um but for some reason around 8 or 9 p.m., a lot of the major rides were down. Like, Rise of the Resistance was down. Um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Rude. Indiana Jones, Jungle Rude. Cruise, uh, Haunted Mansion. Like, oh I, my I'm, gosh. Not, I'm not kidding. All like, of the good ones. Yeah, it was it was insane. Like, I, I don't know what the deal was, um, but... I don't know. Um, by the time we ended up going into the parks and and going on a ride or two, um, I think we like had just walked by Indiana Jones when it was back up because it was basically a walk on, yes. and so that was oh, nice. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we ended our third day by um, seeing Disney's new um, amazing fireworks show called Wonder Wondrous Journeys. Um, it was my first time experiencing that. Um, and I, I'm normally not, um, a show person. I was just going to say, I was just going to say that I didn't think that you were a fireworks guy. I'm not like, I, like I've seen enough where I'm like, okay, fine. Like I'll look for a few moments and then I get bored. Um, but I will say wondrous journeys was spectacular. Good. It was um, amazing. Basically, it's a brand new show to celebrate Disney's 100th anniversary. And so they have, um, in addition to the fireworks, they have projections that they've mapped onto both the castle and on Main Street um, showing different um, movies, clips from different animated movies, um, and kind of constructing a beautiful story um, in three acts, um, 
and and you know having fireworks kind of go off with that it was just incredible are you someone that normally watches the fireworks shows yeah uh, well we went to disney world uh back in 2021 in october for my birthday slash graduation and we watched i think it's, it was called enchantment now they think they have happily ever after back but it was enchantment before for the 50th anniversary and i loved it yeah, but the next day, I didn't want to watch it again. It was the same show, and I, I experienced it, and I had a great time. But then the next night, I was like, all right, let's take this time to go on rides that while people are congregating in the hub area in front of the castle and experience the lines being less wait times. Yes. Yep. That's kind of how I view it, too, is when there's a show going on, I see it as an opportunity to go on more rides yes. when the lines are shorter. <laughs> Yeah, definitely view the fireworks show once, but I think after that, if you've seen it, but if you're a fireworks person, maybe see it more, more than once, but if you're definitely not, watch it one time because they are really good at Disney World and Disneyland, um, but then after that, go on the rides. Absolutely. So that was kind of my trip in a nutshell. It was short, but it was fun, um, had a really good time. Yeah. Um, it was just the, some weird things regarding Genie Plus or... Um, some of the rides being done, which was kind of a bummer. Yeah, but I'm glad that you had a good time. And I just want to know one thing. What were your favorite rides this time around at Disneyland or DCA? Or what are the ones that stood out to you the most this time? Ooh, that's a good question. So one that definitely stood out to me was Indiana Jones. Um, and if you've Love listened it. to our previous episodes, you know that Indiana Jones is one of my favorite rides at Disneyland. Oh, big Indiana um, Jones stands here. Yes, definitely. Um, but uh, Indiana Jones actually was recently refurbished between the time that we went in October mm -hmm. and now. Um, and so I got to experience that. And, you know, there isn't anything major. It's still the same ride. But they made some nice enhancements to either... Um, you know, some of the animatronics, like the mm -hmm. snake that they have uh, that's at about like the middle of the ride or so. Um, the, the, uh, they've made some enhancements to the lighting and to the sound. There's actually a great video that I'll include in the show notes where uh, someone compares the refurbishments to the oh, previous cool. iteration of the ride. So I'll put that in the show notes. Definitely give that a, a watch if you're interested. This was also my first time experiencing Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Disneyland. Yes. Toontown just got redone, if you didn't know. Um, and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is in Hollywood Studios at Disney World, but it just got introduced to Disneyland. This is my first time experiencing the recently refurbished Toontown, and it was beautiful. Um, it, it usually isn't something I'm interested in going to in the park because um, it's kind of meant for kids. There's like little areas kids can climb around on, and it's mainly kid-friendly rides and that kind of stuff. Um, but it was it was cute, um, and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. The ride is, itself is actually virtually the same. Um, I think there's like one or two minor differences, uh, but the queue to get into the ride is very different than at Disney World. Yeah. Um, and you know, at at Hollywood Studios, they basically had to fit this ride into what was formerly the Great Movie Ride, uh, which is modeled mm -hmm. after the Chinese theater. And so it has a vague theming of, of 
of that and like very red interiors, um, some posters on the wall, but it's nothing crazy. Uh, at Disneyland, however, they went all out. Uh, the queue is incredible and almost like a ride in its in itself. Um, they've got various artifacts of Mickey Mouse there, um, you know, and Goofy and Daisy and whatnot. Um, they yeah. have, um, I think, different clips from some of the cartoons. Uh, they have props. They have so many things. It, it was just so much fun to just walk around and, and observe and take photos of. So, um, you know, if you've already been to Mickey and Minnie's in Hollywood Studios, definitely still go on the ride and and try to, you know, wait in the standby line rather than getting a lightning lane because it's never heard worth, that before. Try to right? wait time. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's worth it. You know, it's it's an experience in itself. So that was yeah. lots of fun, too. Good. Other than that, there really wasn't anything else. Like, I, I still had, you know, my favorite rides. Um, I was sad that I, I missed um, Hyperspace Mountain, which isn't going to be happening for a couple more weeks until May. Um, yeah. So I was a little bummed that I couldn't experience um, Space Mountain that way. But otherwise, yeah, I, I think um, those were kind of really the standouts. Good. And what about food? Because we all know that we both love snacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, if we're not going on rides, we are snacking <laughs> or shopping. Yeah, or shopping for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of standout foods that uh, we ended up having. Um, like I had mentioned, DCA was having the Food and Wine Festival. So there was a lot of food that was very limited, um, you know, special offerings, limited edition, whatever you want to call it. Um, so the friends that we were with ended up getting a few different dishes. And and the only dish that I ended up getting from the Food and Wine Festival was delicious, I will say, um, was an order of steak tips that came in a chimichanga sauce over um, Ooh, some mashed potatoes. I love chimichanga sauce. <laughs> it, I, I don't <laughs> know so how good. often I have it. Like, it might be in some dishes that I, I eat, but I'm, I never really, I guess, knew... Um, like what to expect on its own. And so um, I decided to get it because I'm like, okay, it sounds good enough. Uh, and I loved it. It was quite spicy. Um, oh. You know, make sure you have water or something if you're not a huge yeah. spice person. <laughs> but it I think was I would love it. I'm delicious. a spicy girl. I think you would have liked it too, really honestly. It, it was. Oh, I would have loved you know. it. <laughs> um, and there were a couple other dishes that we meant to get, but we just ran out of time, um, including some kind of yeah. um, like tart pastry and whatnot that they had. But, you know, there's always next time. Um, but outside of the Food and Wine Festival, of course, we had to stop uh, when we were in Galaxy's Edge. We had to stop and get blue and green milk. Yes, yes. Hot take that you like it, but okay. Meaning the green milk, right? I would say meaning either or. Oh, okay. I'm not a fan of either of them. I'm more of a blue girl. If I'm going to drink it, I'm going to have the blue. But I'm not going to seek out that. It's cute for an Instagram photo, I will say. Uh, that's true. That's true. And I, of course, did take one. Um, but <laughs> this, uh, I, I wanted to get my uh, friend's take on it since they hadn't tried either of them. And for those of you that don't know, oh. um, it's not actually milk. It's a... Um, I believe it actually is vegan. Um, it's coconut rice milk. 
Oh, okay, great. So um, it's just different flavors. The blue is one flavor, green is another. And so most people seem to prefer the blue milk. I seem to be in the minority of liking the green. Um, but this no. did reinforce the fact that I do prefer oh. the green milk. That's interesting. <laughs> Because I feel it like is. the majority does like the blue milk for a good reason. <laughs> I feel like the green one kind of tastes like a flower or perfumey to me, but maybe that's I, a yeah. taste bud thing. I, no, no, no. I do. T- I get floral notes as well too. Oh, but um, you like that? So I do. Uh, for some reason, I do. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> uh, and actually, one of my friends ended up agreeing with me. So take that. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! It's the wrong answer, but. Agree to disagree. Well, whatever. (laughs) I will say a semi-hot take here um, was related to the churro gear. Have you had a churro gear before? Um, I think I had a bite of yours, actually. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think um, (laughs) because... So churro gears are basically just donuts, cinnamon sugar donuts. um, But they're supposed to um, kind of replicate the taste of a churro or at least a disneyland churro um you can find them at maurice's treats which is to the left of sleeping beauty castle um and uh they also have a couple other um treats and whatnot there too i think you guys got some kind of um it was um a garlic and butter yeah that sounds about right and you can get it it with marinara sauce yeah yeah that one's good too (laughs) yeah we had that as well of course (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I got the churro gear as well. And I have to say, I think it's better than the actual churros. That's a hot take because I like (laughs) churros better (laughs) because I feel like they're different from a donut. Like if you're going to make a donut, just call it a donut. Don't call it a churro gear. I get the theming for Maurice's treats because he's an inventor and whatnot in the movie. But I prefer churros and I think they're also easier to eat because they're slim and they're longer and they usually have like some sort of plastic wrap around them to hold while you walk around and they're cuter. Ooh, so. okay. Well, <laughs> agree to disagree. I guess I so. really Mr. enjoyed Blue, these. Mr. Green Milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I also, while there, happen to have the strawberry Dole Whip. Yes, my favorite. So I'm glad that you got to try it. Well, speaking of disagreeing, I will say I didn't find it as good as the Raspberry Dole Whip. That's the hottest take I think you've ever done. I love, oh my God, I love the Raspberry Dole Whip. But the strawberry one? Come on. It was good, but, you know, I think I was just expecting that tartness that you get with the raspberry and missing that. Mm. Um, You know, maybe if I hadn't had the uh, raspberry Dole Whip before and I was going in um, with the strawberry without knowing anything else, um, I would have liked it. But I will say I was just missing the raspberry one the entire time. Mm. Okay. Agree to disagree (laughs) again. They also had this limited edition strawberry um, Sunday Dole Whip. it was delicious. It comes with actual strawberries, although for some reason mine didn't. Um, little bits of shortcake, which was mm. so good. Oh my god! And a little like strawberry syrup um, drizzle on top. Yum. Oh my god! It was so good. It, it definitely 
uh, made the lack of raspberry Dole Whip um, <laughs> better. <laughs> Fine. The last standout food that I just want to mention is the Bengal beef skewer. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, and also, I guess the buy-in, um, is it pronounced buy-in? Buy-in? Beef Something skewer? like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you can find both of them at the Bengal Barbecue, which is a quick service restaurant that is outside of the Jungle Cruise. Yes. Um, it's so good. <laughs> it is. We this was, It was our first time experiencing that um, on our trip to Disneyland um, together, right? That, yes. I don't think either of us had it before then. No, that was um, my first time. Yeah, and it was quite good. And so I knew that it was something that I wanted to have this time. Um, we did get both the um, beef skewer and the, um, uh, sorry, the Bengal beef skewer and the buy-in beef skewer. Um, and I preferred the sweeter buy-in beef, I will say. I prefer the spicier one. Ah, okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I thought you preferred the sweeter, but I must have just misremembered that. No, I love anything spicy. And that one was really good. They're both amazing. I would say they're a little bit expensive for what you get. I think they're around $7. And I think it's like three steak tip pieces type size. Um, So a little pricey, but totally worth it if you're just like wanting some protein in your day um, and not eating just like donuts or churros or (laughs) Dole Whip all day. It's good to sneak in some protein and like fuel your body, but also it's really good. Yes. Um, actually, I've gotten to the uh, point that my trip was, you know, just um, about a week ago, basically, at this point, And I'm going through all of my uh, transactions on my credit card statement and oh, seeing no. the cost of everything. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, no. It won't stop. <laughs> You're like, stop. I spent $10 on that? Oh. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's like the worst the part of a Disney trip. <laughs> oh, it, it's so bad. So... Let's go ahead and end our show talking about Genie Plus. Yes, I'd like to hear your experience because as someone who has not used it and doesn't see myself using it in the future, I'd want to hear someone's point of view. And I know we haven't used it at Disney World, either of us, but at least to hear your take on Disneyland would be helpful. Yeah, so I'll start by saying that Disneyland um, is a little bit different than Disney World when it comes to Genie Plus. Um, And I wasn't aware of that, unfortunately, um, until I actually uh, tried booking my first Genie Plus Lightning Lane. Um, Yeah. With the way that it works at Disneyland, you can't book Lightning Lanes until you've entered the park. Oh, that's a big difference. Yes. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know this, for Disney World, you can start booking them as soon as 7 a.m. on that day. Uh, it's a little bit different yeah, than before no matter with fast if you're passes. In the park. It, yeah, exactly. Um, beforehand with fast passes, you could book them several um, days up to a couple of months in advance if you stayed on property. Um, and so when they switched over to Genie Plus, they changed it so that way you couldn't actually book Lightning Lanes until um, that the morning of that day. And with Disneyland, for some reason, um, you can. Not only do you have to wait until that day, but you have to wait until you've actually entered the parks. Yeah, big error on Disney's part. Aside from that, we also learned that um, you can only book one ride at a time uh, until you've used that current lightning lane 
or after two hours from when you initially booked that. Boo. I don't get it. <laughs> I need That's fast, also fast different, back. right? Yeah, I yeah. believe you can book two at Disney World. I might be wrong on that. Please do not quote me. <laughs> I you need to what? do more I'll, research, but. Yeah, we'll include a link to um, a great article by the Disney Food Blog where they yes. um, have various rules and guidelines for Genie Plus. Um, this one will be for Disney World, but um, if you're thinking at all of getting Genie Plus or not, um, in addition to what we say today, you're welcome to check out that article because it does a great job kind of breaking everything down for you. Yes. Everyone say thank you, AJ and her team. <laughs> so in addition to that, you can only use Lightning Lanes once per ride. You can only use it once per ride per day? Yes. Or, oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. But that's still oh, not no, enough. No, no. So, like, let's say if you used your lightning lane at Space Mountain, you couldn't get another lightning lane at all that day? I don't know with certainty if this is for every single ride, but mm. when we were trying for some of the more popular rides, such as uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, yes. you know, Mission, what's it, Mission Breakpoint, I think is what it's called? Breakout. Break, break Breakout. <laughs> Sorry. Breakout, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so we only tried it with that. Um, and I believe I was like quickly Googling after to try to figure out why mm. the, the issue was happening. Um, but it, it does seem at the very least for the popular rides that it is limited to one lightning lane, uh, per ride per day. Ugh, that stinks. Like I totally understand because then like everybody would book the really popular rides for their entire day and then no one else would get them. They would sell out or, or what have you. But at the same time, it stinks for someone who is an adult and is going to the parks, who's not going on the more quote unquote kid rides um, like Dumbo or Snow White or like the more, you know, I, the more kid rides, I should say. Um, but it, it stinks because you want to go on all the thrill rides, but if you're going on a thrill ride, it's likely a popular ride and you can only do that once or wait in line. <laughs> I ended up never using the tip board that they kind of make a big deal about with Genie Plus as yeah. one of the reasons to get it. Um, and, you know, obviously neither of us are um, beginners when it comes to Disney. And so maybe that's the reason why. But there, I just didn't see any value. Um, I, I do remember when Genie Plus first came out, um, watching a video where someone only went about their day at Disneyland by following the tip board and what it was recommending for rides. And I remember they were talking about how it was having them go from one area of the park all the way to the other back yes. to, you know, the first side yep. and how it was like going all over the place. And it was a mess. Yeah, I can see how a beginner would like using that, like someone who's going with their family for the first time ever to Disney World or Disneyland. I think that would be helpful um, only because they don't know like the tips and tricks that people who have been to Disney multiple times have started to realize. And like the going back and forth between the different lands or areas of the park is annoying for sure. Um, but if it's like a short wait time, the people that are beginners are going to be like, oh, I'd rather do that than stay in this one area just because I'm already here. So I think it'll be helpful for beginners. But again, like you're, I would say, a seasoned person <laughs> that has gone to Disney many, many times. Um, so they know the ins and outs or the tips and tricks that aren't pointed out by Disney. So I think uh, in that reasoning, it's probably not worth it. 
Also, it's worth noting that the popular rides in the parks, such as Rise of the Resistance, Radiator Springs Racers, Runaway Railway, etc., all those rides cost additional money outside of your cost for Genie Plus. Yeah, they're really money grabbing here. (laughs) It's like you pay for Genie Plus, you pay a million dollars for that, your hotel, flights if you do, um, food, shopping, everything, car rentals. And then on top of that, you have to pay for the popular rides. And it's pretty expensive. It goes by the crowd levels for the day and the weekdays. Um, if it's like a Friday or a Saturday, it's it's going to be heightened in price. And I think it ranges like eight to 20 something dollars for a ride I've seen one point. It was like $22, I think, for Radiator Springs, which it gets very long lines, but I don't think I would ever pay that much money to ride that ride. Yeah, we ended up doing that, but only because uh, one of the friends that I was with, I was really interested in going on that ride and was kind enough to purchase um, uh, tickets for each of us. So that was really kind of him. Um, But normally, the only other time that I've done that, and I actually didn't even have Genie Plus, um, so that's worth noting too, is um, for those rides that cost money, you don't have to have Genie Plus to then purchase those. You can do that outside Mm -hmm. of Genie Plus. But um, the only other time that I had done that was for the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind uh, roller coaster at Epcot. And it's just because we had just done the virtual queue, had so much fun, wanted to ride it again. And that was really our only option um, because they were only doing a virtual queue at the time. And so, um, you know, I was okay with instantly, uh, you know, paying that additional cost because it was just such a fun ride. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's worth it for some people to do that. And then other people who are like a family of four, for instance, like I'm not going to pay, like, let's say the ride is $15. I'm not paying $60 additional on top of all your park tickets to ride just one ride um, and still have to wait in the line sometimes. Yeah, yeah. There were times where we had lightning lanes and ended up waiting like 15 minutes or so um, to actually still go on the ride. So sometimes they're giving up too many lightning lane passes, or maybe if the ride goes down and people are going onto the ride um, outside of their expected time because the ride was down initially, um, it can sometimes create its own queue and you're not instantly going on the ride like you might expect. I would say for me personally, I don't think I would purchase Genie Plus or Lightning Lane or any of that stuff unless I absolutely had to or wanted to or had the extra money that I, you know, just was willing to spend. Um, but a majority of the time, I would say absolutely not. Yeah, I, I basically agree with you. Um, and the only other thing that I want to add um, before I give my complete answer is that um, when the rides do go down, you actually get notified immediately through the app. You get a little push notification and you are, to Disney's credit, you get a ticket that can be used on virtually any other ride. Uh, And I say virtually because I learned the hard way that it isn't every other ride. Um, Oh no. (laughs) When you're using, when you're activating a lightning lane, um, you do so by going into the lightning lane entrance and um, as you're walking through, there are um, areas where you can either tap your magic band or you can scan the um, barcode on your phone with the um, lightning lane and it lights up green to indicate that you can walk through. For some reason, 
the lightning lane experiences, like I mentioned, can't be used on on every single ride. And when you try to use it on a ride that you aren't able to use it for, it still lights up green. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me because, again, for people who are not familiar with the parks or, for instance, don't speak English or something, it's a little bit tougher to realize that. So I think that they should make it accessible for everyone to realize that, hey, oh, I can't use it on this ride because I don't feel like it's fair, especially if it's green. You're like, oh, I get to go through. And then they're like, no, no, no. Yeah, they, uh, you know, I would never would have known, but somehow the cast member, I think, on the other side of that system can see a specific error message or something. And so uh, she immediately Mm -hmm. stopped us as we were trying to walk through and said, I know that it turned green, but, you know, um, and, and basically explained that not all lightning lane um, passes are created equal. Um, You can't necessarily use, uh, if the ride goes down, you can't use that lightning lane that you had for one ride for say a more popular ride or a ride that, you know, actually costs money to do, um, you know, a paid lightning lane experience. And so, and the way that you find out about this, um, there's like an icon that shows up next to your (laughs) lightning lane uh, pass. And like, you have no idea that you can even tap on it, but she's like, go ahead and tap on that. Oh my gosh. And it showed like the rides that you could do and could not do. Like you have no way of knowing that. You have to really search it out apparently. (laughs) Yeah, it, it was just unintuitive, and that's something that I'd love to see them fix. And maybe it's better at Disney World, but I will say, yeah. um, overall, you know, ending on that note, um, our experience wasn't fantastic with Genie Plus at Disneyland. Yeah, I hope it's better at Disney World, but we'll have to go and see. <laughs> exactly. Um, I would say if you're considering Genie Plus, the only reason why I'd maybe consider it worth it is if you're only going for a day or two um, and you, there are just rides that you have to go on. Um, yeah. If you're okay with um, going with the flow and, and maybe not going on your um, must-do ride or you're going for more than a couple of days, then I'd say it's probably not worth it. Yeah, especially during the summer when it's a little bit more busy in the parks. Well, that ended up running a little bit longer than I expected this conversation to last. Yeah. But before we go, I got you a little surprise. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared. I have it wrapped up so she can't tell what it is. And I've asked her to avoid opening it until we're recording this. So, Kaylee, go ahead and open it. And as you're opening it, please describe to our audio-only audience what exactly is happening. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, so I'm a present girly. I love a present, right? (laughs) So it's very hard not to open this earlier. So I'm going to open it now. It's wrapped in tissue paper. It's teal blue, if you're wondering. You said describe it. I'm going to describe. I'm opening a piece of tape here. All right, here we go. Get ready. Hold on to your seat, folks. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just I'm just gonna explain what is on this. Um, it is a postcard or a print on the front of it that you can get at some of the stores in downtown Disney or Disney, yeah, downtown Disney's in Disneyland. Um, but it is a picture of the Mr. Toad himself. Um, and if you're not familiar, there's a dark ride in Disneyland that is Mr. Toad's, I think, Wild Adventure. Is that what it's called? Something yes. like that. 
um, where it's a little confusing. You might have to just go watch a YouTube video on it because the first time that I wrote it, I was utterly confused. Uh, but if you want to go into the details of the story, because all I know is that at one point he's in jail, then he goes to court and then he gets hit by a train. Yeah, I'm actually going to include a uh, great video that kind of talks about the ride itself and the history of it and all that kind of stuff in the show notes. So highly recommend watching that. I happened to watch that prior to us going on the ride back in October. And so I kind of vaguely knew what yeah. to expect, but was still kind of going in, um, you know, um, blind, uh, just like you guys. But Spencer, my partner, um, and I just loved the ride back in October. Oh and um, you and your partner didn't love it so much. The first time I was just confused and scared because I didn't know what to expect. But the second time, it's funny. It's definitely a fun ride. If you're going with your friends, it makes it funnier. Um, but I don't know why it's still there. I think it just has like a cult following. And I think that's probably why it's still there because it's kind of like figment. It's kind of weird. Um, but all right. I love it. I'm going to bring it to work. Yay. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on your fridge or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to bring it to work and probably uh, hang it up on my bulletin board. Excellent. <laughs> People are going to love that. All right. That. Well, I think on that note, that is a great way to end this episode. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The utter <laughs> chaos. But uh, thank you all for listening. We're happy to have Connor here explain his trip. And we went through a little bit of Genie Plus. Um, let us know what you think, if you've tried it, and if you love it. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram. We're at Castle Crew Podcast. And you can also find us on Twitter. We're at Castle Crew Pod. And with that, thank you so much. Thank you, friends. Bye.